Live, live, live. Here we go. No introduction. Y'all know me straight from King of Prussia. It's your boy, Leader Johnson. I'm the host with the most, so have a toast. Listen, we are here to follow the podcast live, live. I'm in King of Prussia. And I just want to talk about some things. Listen, you see the Sixers doing their thing. Don't be alarmed. The Joel Embiid, Shake Milton. Don't be alarmed by confrontations. Don't be alarmed, man. Because we all know one thing, the person who matters is going to be there. So, but another thing is that, you know, teams have that. It's just that it's a new time, a new rhyme, all right? I wanted to get on something about the one-and-done situation. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Super things happen in, in the one-and-done situation, the Amari Spellman situation, uh, the eligibility situation. Plus, I don't really I don't really rock with, you know, a couple of things. I, don't, I just don't rock with them. Uh, Mari Spellman um, was academically ineligible. I, I feel like if you play one year and then you say, all right, you know, it's time. I feel like, in my opinion, that if you look at Amari Spellman and you kind of intertwine, if a guy has no choice, he doesn't, he can't play. He can't play, so... It's either a red shirt or I guess it's a decision of if this man is going to actually not play or is he just going to give up one of his seasons. I, I just don't get it. But he can't play. So in that case, in that instance, that should be null and void. That's a one and done for sure. Now, I know what people say if a guy just red shirts, if a school just chooses to say, look, we're going to red shirt his season. That could be, I guess that could be up for grabs. But in, in my case, if he's not playing, he's just not playing. The first year he plays is when he's a one and done. Then you look at it and you say, okay, look at this guy. Um, he's not playing this year. He's red shirting. You can argue that. I think that's an argument. Like, okay, that's not a one and done year. I think you can argue that if this is not a that's not a one and done year. If if the school if the coach decides to say we're gonna save this player for this season, I understand that that can be an argument. But at the same time, he still didn't play. Period. Just because he didn't, you know, people are going. This this is what they say. If a guy doesn't play on the year he's recruited. Like, if usually, if you're in a 2020 class, you play in a 2020, 2021 year, all right? If you're not doing that and you redshirt and you play in the 2021, 2022 year, they're not considering you a one and done. They're considering you a guy that's been around. He's trained. It makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense because he's trained. If he didn't get on the floor and he didn't play a full season, guess what? He didn't do nothing. You can't talk about the, the, the season and he supposedly gained because it's just like the thing with the Joel Embiid and the Ben Simmons thing. They were like, Ben Simmons, oh, he was around players. He didn't play. If he didn't play, he didn't play. Stop trying to save people and give people. It's crazy. If he didn't play, he didn't play. It's not like playing basketball. It's not. If you didn't get in there and play a season, you didn't get in there and play a season. So Jay Wright had a one and done with Amari Spellman. Steve Lapis had one. He did have one. It's nothing you can say to that. He didn't get in there and play basketball and get his war wounds. He didn't get his war wounds. Stop saying that. It's, it's ridiculous. He didn't play. He didn't play. Period. That's it. 
Jay Wright had a one and done. Period. So I'm talking about, oh, well, he didn't actually have a one and done because what happened, what had happened was, this is what I call these, whoever saying this, whatever analysts, whatever people, what had happened was, that's what I call them, what had happened was, people. What had happened was, what had happened was, no, he didn't play, period. You sound retarded. He didn't play. When he played, the season he played, he left, period. Don't come, come no, I don't care if he's 30. So if a guy sat out five years, you know what I mean, and he came back, guy sat out five years, we got a guy up here at the top of the joint looking. Like, this guy's live. Yeah, Lita Johnson. Live. I'm live for y'all. I get live for y'all. Wherever I'm at, I get live. If a guy played five, if he sat out five years, so it's the same as a guy that played five years, that shit don't make no sense. That shit is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm cursing. It makes no sense. And, and then you look at the McDonald's All-American thing. I, I really don't, um, I remember you look at a couple of guys and they, you know, it's stipulations of when they graduated, how old they are, they can't play. It's ridiculous. Why are they even in the recruiting class then? Why do you classify them? Just, just, just say they're in a blank recruiting class. Why don't you update recruiting class? It, it makes no sense. If they are in that recruiting class, they should be able to get, be in that recruiting class for that McDonald's All-American. Jalen McHugh was one of the guys that didn't get to go in the McDonald's All-American. I, that's the mellow ball, another one. Come on, man. Why are they even being placed in the recruiting class then? That's retarded. I swear it makes no sense, y'all. It makes absolutely no sense, some of these rules. And, and But really, they set their own self up for failure. Because why is a guy a freshman? Don't even let him redshirt. Just call him a redshirt sophomore. Don't call him a freshman then. <laughs> what would you do? Oh, God, it's just you make things confusing to yourself because what you're doing is beating a guy of his actual accomplishments. That's all it is. You got him playing with the same class that he's supposed to be playing with. It's crazy. All right. Now, we are looking at a lot of different situations, a lot of different situations. And, um, you know, it's a couple things you could talk about. Um. For one, Isaiah Joe coming back to Arkansas. Oh, that, that makes it crazy right there. That that absolutely makes things absolutely crazy. Because with Isaiah Joe, you got Moses Moody, you got Devontae Davis, you got Jalen Williams, you got Justin Smith. Oh, this team is going to be something to look at. Yeah, man. I mean, Arkansas should be excited. This is probably their most exciting team in years. Yeah, since the days of Nolan Richardson, when they had Darnell Robinson, when they had, when the years when they had Collis Williamson playing, when they had Corey Beck playing, when they had Clint McDaniel's playing, when they, you know what I mean, when they had Sky Thurman playing, it's different now. Years when they was getting Alex Dillon on their team, it's different. When Janeiro Parker was playing, it's different now. It's a deep team, and it's really even better with guys like Moses Moody, Justin Smith, and 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 Jalen Williams and Devontae. I mean, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. To bring back Isaiah Joe. Like, it's going to be crazy, man. So, you know, they're definitely going to be competing for a great eight. Anybody saying, oh, no, he's tripping. Man, you just y'all really don't know basketball. Like, this team could be great eight for sure. This team could sneak into the final four. Sneak. Sneak. But great eight at the most to me. 
That's the potential. I mean, this is really, you got to do your homework on a team like this. Just because you bring Moses Moody and Devo in there, to go with a Justin Smith and Isaiah, oh, that's going to be crazy. Jalen Williams, oh, my gosh, it's going to be crazy. You know, you got to look at, you know, the SEC and where it's at. You know, you look at Georgia. You know, you look at uh, and Georgia's going to try to do the best they can. But Alabama with Javon Quinley coming in there, people people is not even looking at what's going on right now. Javon Quinley, like, the, what he's going to do with Alabama, oh, my God. Like, he's going to use people. He's going to make them a better team. He makes people better. Same thing he did in high school with people. Don't talk about the, the Villanova situation because the Villanova situation never folded. It never unfolded. Jay Wright, when you're a freshman, you it's always that one freshman who gets it. And it's, I mean, Jalen Brunson started, and he didn't even get minutes enough to really score. He scored in single digits his first year, won a championship, started as a point guard because they knew he didn't have to score to be a, a, a player. But the next year, what happened? A whole nother double figures. Then the next year, he was the player of the year. It's always evolving your freshman. Even Sadiq Bay's freshman year when he started, he didn't really get his time to really shine until his second year. Ooh, bow. He don't do freshman like that. Amari Spellman, as good as he looked his freshman year and he started, how much did he average? See, it's difference. You can't judge people as freshmen for Jay Wright. That's not going to happen. Justin, Justin Moore was probably one of the people that really got his time to shine more than any other freshman for Villanova. People don't. People don't get that. People don't. People don't get that. That's because Brian Antoine was hurt, and it was only Moore and Gillespie. That was it. Like, look at look at the front court. Who really was playing for Villanova? And like I have to say, we have to go back to the one-and-done situations. People saying Jay Wright and he did he had Omari Spellman. Let me tell you something. When Omari Spellman came out, before he was ineligible, people were already saying he could be a one-and-done. People don't remember that? People don't remember the draft boards. He could be a late first-round pick or, or somewhere top 25. And then when he finally got there, you didn't see him on no draft boards now. Because, you know, draft was different. Then next thing you know, wow, after the championship. If you never, if they never would have won the championship, DiVincenzo or Amari Spellman, I guarantee you, would not have been on draft boards. They would have not. If they wouldn't have won that championship, you would have not seen DiVincenzo on draft board or Amari Spellman. That's just how I would, I'm talking about even making it to the championship. They still wouldn't have been mentioned as first-round draft picks. No. Michael Bridges was already a guy on there. Jalen Brunson, he would have been the same place he was drafted. But Amari Spellman and Devin Shinzo would not have been in there. He was a two and done. What, Devin Shinzo wasn't a two and done? He was a sophomore. No matter if he was hurt or not, he played two years.
You just got to be real with stuff. You got to be real with situations. I just, I hate hearing that. I just really hate hearing that. It's like the rookie of the year conversation. Oh, he wasn't a, he, he played this year. He, 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 he practiced around players. He worked out around players. You sound stupid right now. It's like you're trying to plead for another guy to get it because this guy, oh, he wasn't really a rookie. How he wasn't really a rookie? He didn't play even a preseason game. Like, this is retarded to even say. I, I don't get that. You, it's not basketball. If you don't play, you don't get it. Unbelievable. Un, 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 just unbelievable. So, listen, first segment, we come back second segment, we, we'll talk about a lot of things like the football, Villanova football, and we'll talk about the Eagles and what's going on. Marcus Goodwin, we'll get more into that when we come back on Follow Leader, y'all. This is just a live hitting. We're going to get y'all on the second segment. We're going to get it popping, y'all, on Follow Leader. Yo, what's up, what's up? I am your host of the Follow Leader Sports Podcast. And I am, once again, your host with the most. So have a toast. What's going on, y'all? Follow the Sports Podcast. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. We got to get into that, of course. Pandemonium. Everybody's losing their mind. Yeah, calm down, man. And I know it's like because, you know, the season's restarting and it's like, okay, you know, we got to hurry up and win. We got to – Philly will be okay. You're talking about seven, they will be in the playoffs. And that's not going to last what Indiana's doing. Philly's going to make their run like they always do. Look at the last couple of years when they make their runs. And the season. So, and this team got to get together. Y'all got to understand, like, Al Horford being with this team and Josh Richardson automatically, we are still not, in, like, this is basketball. So they got to jail and get it together. You know, they was off the court. It's good to get their mental aspect together. But all that talent got a mesh. They can make it happen. Everybody, you know, Philly's impatient. So city, city's impatient. They won the championship. That's what they want. And um, it's going to happen. I'm, this year, I see the Lakers winning it. But Philly's going to make it to the finals. I just don't see Milwaukee or Toronto or Miami or Indiana or Boston holding on with Philly in a seven-game series. You're not going to pound it out with Joel Embiid. You're not going to mess with a, a 6'8", 6'9", Tobias Harris, who can shoot and score like that. You're not going to mess with a slashing Josh Richardson, who's a good two-way player. You're not going to mess with a 6'10", point guard in Ben Simmons. You're not going to mess with a vet, all-star Al Horford. Because if they're not the best scoring team, they're the best defensive team. If they're, whether they're number one or not. In the seven-game series, you don't want to go against all that length and strength and, and all those guys that will bang it out with you. You still got Thibault off the bench. All right, you still got uh, Glenn Robinson the third. You still got Alec Burke. You still got Shake Milton. You still got Furkan Korkmaz. You, that's a loaded bench. You still got Kyle Quinn. You still got Norville Pell. Yeah, that's a loaded bench. So everybody hold on. Things happen. TJ Warren had a good game, fifty three points. He's a killer. Like he's not like one of the greatest. He's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he had a big game. I remember when Willie Burton had a big game for Philadelphia, the Sixers back in the day. Remember Willie Burton? Remember Dana Barrows hit for over fifty. Vernon Maxwell, too. So, I, stop. Stop. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> but they had a good, I mean, they're going to be a team to deal with. 
That's 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 respect. Philadelphia got handed to him. That's, that's all that happened. Philly lost. Philly lost. They go against the Spurs on the third, and I believe they win that game. I think they come back to their senses. But if they come there like they did against them, all it was was defense. Look at look at the scores. It's 127-121. No team set that score 128, more than 127 points to beat a team. The defense was totally out of whack in that game. They could have easily beat them 121 to anything, 109, 111. But defense ain't kick up. Um, Joel B had an unbelievable game, and it was wasted. You know, him and Milton got into it or whatever. Fix it, let's move on. And Tobias Harris came to play. 12 for 29 from the field, 3 for 8 from three points, 3 for 3 from the free throw line. Get 30 points, 8 rebounds. Came to play. One block, one steal. Came to play. Start off the NBA restart on fire. NB, 41 points, 21 rebounds. Include nine offensive, four assists, three blocks, one steal, a plus 21. 15 for 23 from the uh, field. No, you hit three point, 10 to 12 from the free throw line. I mean, that's the NB the league is looking to see. He can, I, I can, I think he can easily average 35 and, and 17. Easy, easy. Ben Simmons, you know, it's just a lot of getting taken away from his game. You know, uh, I think point guard is it, but I don't believe that that experiment is not over. I think it's a good lineup. I just don't think it should be a star lineup, but it could be a secondary. I think it could work. It just has to mesh. It's, it's a new lineup. Milton didn't have a big game. Um, Richardson, you know, he didn't impact much in 30 minutes. So, you know, Horford did what he's supposed to do. 10.6 rebounds, two assists, got a block. I think guys like Neto should have scored more. Burke should have scored more. Thibault should have scored more. And this is in court minds. They had to. To get over 127. This is the solution. <laughs> if you're not playing defense. Defense should have been better than that. Defense should have been better than that. It's no question. Defense should have been better than that. Um, the Pacers. Al Depot had 15. Coming back. 7 rebounds. Uh, Holiday, Aaron Holiday 15 points. But 53. But oh my gosh. 9 to 12 from the 3 point line. He was 20 to 29. He just had that feeling. Justin Holiday, you know, the, who else? Uh, Doug McDermott had 10. TJ McConnell had 10. See, you did it just you, 127 points. Philly got to be better than that with that defense, man. That, that's just it. They got to play like they self. That, that's crazy. 127 points. So they'll get back. I, I'm not even worried about it. They'll get back. Spurs, um, there's no, ten, you know, the Pacers shouldn't have been able to stop them, but the Pacers are more talented and ready than the Spurs. You know they're more ready. I think Philly's just too much for the Spurs. They'll be they'll have uh, they'll be forty and twenty seven because right now Philly's thirty nine and twenty seven, and uh, Pacers are forty and twenty six. They moved ahead of Philly with their win, and that's just what it is, man. It's um one of those type of things. Um, Sixers just have to um they gotta keep their foot on the gas, man. I keep their foot on the gas. Florida State, talk about them, the basketball squad, number one in the nation for 2021. They are cleaning the house. First, Villanova was number one after they got the uh, commitment from 
you know, high-level three-star point guard, Angelo Brizzy from Highland, Virginia. You know, uh, oh, excuse me, he goes to Highland uh, High School, Highland High School. Um, remind me of Steve Nash. Nova got a point guard of the future. But, man, Florida State, see, last year when they got Scotty Barnes, it started something. You know, then they got Sardier, uh, Calhoun, shooting guard. They got Quincy Ballard, a center. But um, Scotty Barnes was started something big there. It really did. Now you look at the 2021 class and this just creep up on you. Matthew Cleveland, basically a five-star. That's a five-star. Borderline five-star shooting guard. Bryce McGowan's very high-level shooting guard out of South Carolina. John Butler, high four-star center. And then you get Naheem McLeod, one of the top Juco players. <laughs> top two. And then you can get, I see Jalen Worley being with this squad. This squad could really be some. Barnes is gone. I think he's a one and done. I just don't think he's staying, you know. But they got a lot of killers coming in with this number. And with, with Jalen Worley, that, that's looking like a number one class. So, you know, um, big things. Uh, uh, happening with Florida State. It's going to be back and forth between them and Nova. Nova get kills, it changes the whole dynamic. The whole dynamic. I mean, I really want to see what happens if kills don't commit. If Trevor kills, five-star shooting guard Trevor kills, don't commit to Villanova, things get a little different. They get a little different. You know, I, I think they bow out and go to 2022 and get the two Philadelphia five-stars, Jalen Duran and Justice Williams. Who went from Roman Catholic High School now playing for the mighty IMG, you no know, Mount Verde uh, School, Mount Verde Academy in Florida, giving them another all-star type of high school team. I feel like a um, couple of good class. Like Memphis is interesting. They're interesting as a class um, to look at this team. It's going to be real interesting to see. What they do in Temple is another creep up on you type of school. First, let me get back to Memphis for the Memphis fans. Um, when you look at Memphis um, and look at who they're acquiring, who they who they're getting for their team, Penny Hardaway, you got a plan. You know, Boogie Ellis is still there, still there for their team. When Memphis got a uh, DJ Jeffries and Boogie Ellis. You got Lester Quinones. You still got Malcolm Dandridge. You still got Damian Ball. Like, they still have a, a deep team. And then you bring in Isaiah Stokes. Like, he comes in at 6'8", 285, solid. But then you go to the 2020 class, and when you snatching guys, big-time Juco guys like Ahmad Rand and Mose Cease, like one of the top centers, and then you get Landers Noli. He's come, he's going to sit one season, then come in. Like, they're going to stack this team up. So Memphis is going to be hard to mess with. They're going to be they're going to sneak up on people. They're going to really sneak up on people. And then the Florida State look like those surprise teams. Temple. Temple has a plan. Temple has a plan. Nick Jordan, uh, high three-star, power four, 6'8", 210. Out of Covenant. In Tacoma, Washington, one of the top Washington prospects, the fourth ranked Washington prospect, Jaleel White, 16th ranked New Jersey prospect, three star small forward. 
Quincy Edmund Koya. One of the top, you know, Georgia prospects, top 30, you know, in that range. Uh, a 6'5", 180, small four, slasher. Jeremiah Williams. Don't be fooled by the rank. One of the top players in Illinois. This guy can do it. He can get it done. You know, Sage Tober and Khalif Battle are trying to, you know, get in the uh, play this year. But we're going to see what happens. Khalif Battle, he's a beast. He's back in Philly. He's a beast. And then you get Sage Tober, another explosive guy. Temple looks like they're trying to do something. You still got Justin Hamilton. You still got J.P. Mormon. You still got guys like that. And it's only going to get better for the Temple basketball team. And McKee bringing that toughness here. It's going to be big for them. When we come back, man, we're going to talk more about some of the Eagles and um, how the Eagles are. I want to talk more about the receivers and what they're going to do. It's going to be something to talk about uh, with the running backs also. I think they might not get a veteran. So when we come back on Follow Leader, we're going to talk more about the Eagles, man, on Follow Leader. Yo, this is your host, Lita Johnson. We are back on the Follow Leader Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. I want to talk about the Eagles, and I just think that this is a year that the surprise comes out because it's youngsters. It's always good to get people when they don't know. It's one of the best times for you to show, you know, uh, people like RG3 had a different second year, but you see certain guys had those first years with different second years or not as good first years, but it's because the playbook get used to you. And right now, with Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, don't talk about injuries, he's not hurt yet. I ain't going to say, yeah, I'm sorry, not yet, but he's not hurt. I don't never do that. I don't never count. He could get hurt, this and that, and the fourth, but he's ready right now. So that's crazy to have those two guys just alone for Carson Wentz. Now, Alshon Jeffries on the PUP list, so that means J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is going to get that. He's going to get that shot. He's going to get all the opportunity to be the type of player Alshon Jeffries was. He's built like him, possessing receiver, tall. He's he's going to surprise people. Not really surprise, but everybody kind of gave up on him, saying that he ain't showing none. He ain't getting no snaps like that. This dude, this time, just watch. And then you got John Hightower, Chris Watkins. See, they're not going to be used like that. Not those receivers. When they're used, they're going to be dangerous because they got speed. They can burn you. Greg Ward, he got those hands. Marcus Godwin, good one, sitting out. But look at those guys. But the big thing people got to worry about is the running backs. Listen, Miles Sanders is going to eat this year. He's going to be one. He's going to be in the Pro Bowl. One of the top running backs for years in the NFL. And Boston Scott's going to be a beast. He's just, as a small dude, he's almost, I mean, he's exactly Darren Sproles. And Corey Clement is tough. He can get 100 yards on you at any time. 
So that's a very dangerous three. Nobody's like really looking at that. Look at these how explosive these guys. Look how tough Corey Clement is. So then you go and you think about Adrian Killings. If you don't know who he is, explosive running back, Philadelphia guy off undrafted rookie. I mean, he listen. Deuce Staley called him special. What does that tell you? So, I don't think they're in a rush to really sign a veteran running back. You got Elijah Holyfield and Michael Warren. Both of them could be power backs. Philly is accustomed to bringing undrafted players, not only only that, but undrafted rookie running backs like Corey Clement and Boston Scott, undrafted. They do a Deuce Staley does a great job running back. So we're going. This is interesting to see. People don't know this team yet. They're not even thinking about a Holyfield or a Killings or Boston Scott. They know about Sanders. They know about Sanders, but they still don't know about Sanders. He ain't had that year, year yet to really make people go into their playbooks with urgency. I don't think they know who this guy is. So this is going to be a tough, tough receiver running back. Remember, not to mention Dallas Golden, Zach Ertz, and Josh Perkins. There's three tight ends that can catch the they, – they're proving it. Josh Perkins proved it. Undrafted rookie proved it last year when guys was hurt. So, look, y'all, um – Philly plays the Spurs, and you know the Spurs got DeMar DeRozan, and they got uh, LaMarcus, I think, I don't know if LaMarcus Aldridge is playing, DeRozan, um, pretty good squad, Murray, Lonnie Walker, uh, Mills, some good players on this squad. This is really an underrated team. They get to get it together with Marcus Aldridge, they'll be dangerous. But they haven't put it all together. Guys like Keldon Johnson was drafted, and like I said, Lonnie Walker with DeWante Murray, like, they got some talent, but it just hasn't break out and got put together yet. Philly's ready right now. It's going to be a demolishing. They lost. Pacers got bad taste in their mouth. They're going to chop in half. That's what's going to happen. Um, like I said, y'all follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out of here, y'all. Follow the leader. Start, you're gonna follow this is a lesson if you're guessing it, if you're following it, you're gonna follow 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 it, you're gonna follow